The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalade. Welcome to another edition of the WCBA, powered by, of course, Evergy. Ebony's, she's off doing something, so I'm going to hold it down for you. Uh, first, want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate it. Today, we are excited to have Sarah Bagby. And I won't say an old friend. We go way back, though, but I won't even say how far back, 1998, but I won't say how far back. We were in uh, Leadership Wichita together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leadership Wichita. Of course, that's a chamber program, right? Wichita Chamber Program. So that's when we met back in the day. And she was doing big things then. And I was in awe. And a few years later, Today, she's doing big things now. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Don, and it's so good to see you. Yeah, I hear so much about you. I read about you. I say, I know her. I know her. And like I said, I tell people, you were you were Barnes & Noble and Borders before they even knew Barnes & Noble and Borders, and you're still doing that. Well, I have to say, the bookstore was founded in 1977, and that was a time when independent bookstores all over the country were thriving. There were, I don't know, 5,000 members or something. I, I, I That could be wrong of the a- American Booksellers Association, which is an independent bookstore uh, association. Okay. And there are now 1,400. Whoa. So, okay. you know, we've been around. We've withstood a lot of things. And, and I know one of the questions you're going to ask me is about my entrepreneurial story. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that for a while, I was just selling books. I was so. just selling books out the door. Then mm-hmm. came a little bookstore called Bookstar, and it opened in Eastgate. And wow. I was so afraid. It was like <laughs> 5,000 square feet. And then came a Borders, and then came a Barnes & Noble, and oh. then came another Barnes & Noble, and then came another Borders. Wow. And Watermark Books and Cafe became more entrepreneurial than ever in the face of competition. And that's why we're here today. We want to hear the Watermark Books, Sarah Bagby, small business story. So uh, let's start. They know your name, but tell us your name. Tell us who who you are, where you've been, where you grew up. Give us the goods. Okay. I grew up in Wichita. Okay. What high school? I I went to North, Wichita Uh, High School North. That's okay. And um, my husband went to Wichita High School North. We okay. did not. I'm a little, just a little teeny bit older than him. But um, 
and we have one daughter. Okay. Uh, she's in. She works in the arts and in museums as well. So that's just a little bit of my personal thing. And I grew up in a household that full of readers. My parents were both big readers. Okay. And it was, I was the youngest of four. It was kind of chaotic around the house, but everybody would retreat into their room with a book. Sometimes I say that our house was filled with books um, and we had a lot of furniture, but sometimes the books were the furniture just because you can put stuff, you can make a pile of books and use it as your end table. Okay. <laughs> so I was always comfortable in a bookstore. I wasn't the most, I was pretty awkward my whole life, and I still am a little bit awkward, but books give me the vehicle to connect to every kind of person, to almost every kind of situation, to put myself in places I would never be able to be as a resident, lifelong resident of Wichita, Kansas. You know, wow. I can be in a neighborhood in, you know, Paris. I can be in a slum in Delhi. I can be in the Upper East Side in New York and all through the through the mechanism of reading a book. And I, I truly value those. And I don't want to say they're passive experiences because they're not. Okay. When we read a book, we bring an emotional our own emotional landscape to that experience. And so it can draw us out. It can make us feel validated. And and I just appreciate that aspect. And it it is something that I can't imagine living without, that being able to be transported. So Excellent. that's a little bit about me. You shared kind of your entrepreneurial story, but kind of give us an idea how you got started. Okay. When I was in college, I got a job part-time in, a, in a, a little independent bookstore that had started in Wichita called Watermark. And I was working part-time. I had had job, you know, a bunch of jobs that you have when you're in college, mostly service type things, um, you know, low paying, not my passion kind of thing. So then I got a low paying passion kind of thing in a bookstore. And I always felt comfortable there. I just felt comfortable. And it seemed like a place for me to be. And then I was entrusted with a lot of responsibility. And then eventually um, worked into kind of running and operating the store. And and it was just fun. It was a comfortable way for me to engage with people. You know, I remember when Satanic Verses came out. Mm. It was that way, way, way long time ago. <laughs> and that fatwa that was uh, taken out against the author. And, you know, we sold and sold and sold and sold copies of that. You know, what you don't know is that we also got letters of threat saying that you can, you know, so there was this excitement of working in this business that was about ideas that sometimes expanded things and sometimes threatened things. And you're trying to maintain this center where... You're selling ideas, you're selling First Amendment things, but you're also selling entertainment. Mm -hmm. So it was fun. And then it got really challenging when all the change came into Wichita. And we really had to become, you know, at first, when most bookstore owners and uh, founders did not get into the book business to get rich, to make money, to just grow and grow and grow. It's a, it's a, 
business of very low margin, of um, uh, inefficiencies in in systems. Um, and so, but then when we really got a lot of competition, we had to become entrepreneurial. We had to come become strategic. We had to become better business people, and we had to set ourselves apart. So what did you, um, let's stick on our entrepreneurial. What problems does your business solve? Your, your right. bookstore and that experience, tell us what that solves. Well, what it solves, honestly, what it solves is, you know, we're about our community. And honestly, people, for example, it, it, it's so hard to describe because it's just a sort of a, a, it's a sort of a culture rather than like a, it's not quantifiable until we, you know, we close out the monthly books and we say, okay, we did this right, we did this wrong, we did this right, we did this wrong. Gotcha. And and so while, while we are um, running a retail store and cafe, what we really provide is a place where people can gather and feel safe. That is kind of the, where it starts. Wow. When we are, when people move into the College Hill neighborhood, which is where we are located, their realtors often bring them into the store to sell the neighborhood. Wow. What every huge. Uh, okay, so right now we're coming out of the pandemic mm-hmm. and families are coming to visit Wichita. The people are coming to visit their families in Wichita. Mm-hmm. And they are coming in and saying, whenever I come to Wichita, I come here. This is where we come to. This is one of our stops on the way. We have, uh, if we hear that three times a day, we. I mean, That's I would not be surprised if we didn't hear that three times a day. So we're kind of a destination for people. We're a place to go. During the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were closed for two months, uh, fortunately. And we had to pivot the way we did business, you know, a lot. But we opened very safely. And I think we really helped people not feel alone because they could come in even if they just bought a newspaper or a cup of coffee. And and it it's that kind of a problem that we solve, sort mm-hmm. of a, a problem of connection gotcha. or, or feeling isolated, but also so we can connect physically with each other. And we also connect ideas and experiences through the product that we sell. Excellent. As a female entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Uh, what challenges do you face or have you faced? Well, in my business, the, the majority of bookstores are owned by women. Really? Okay. The people in power and publishing are men. Okay. The that sounds like money a challenge. The real money things. And it is a challenge because, and, and retail, and, and because I'm a bookstore on the corner, it's considered a mom and pop store. This is not a mom and pop business. I mean, I am running this business. I'm negotiating leases. I'm hiring payroll. I'm I'm setting, you know, goals and and you know put a lot of money, at, frankly, into the local economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that kind of fighting against that attitude that it's just a little hobby business. It's a little kind of charming little business right. that that you know, I'm over there running, is sometimes a challenge. And um, since we aren't uh, in a major metropolitan area, 
it's sometimes hard to get attention from the national publishers that are all very New York focused. But you get the national author. Well, you get the authors coming through, right? Yeah. And we do get some national authors. And I will tell you, it's because our community has been very, very supportive. Right, right. And very, very, I, I mean, the advantage of being in Wichita is that we aren't the New Yorks, the DCs, the Chicago's, the LA's of the world. We aren't jaded about experiences. When some, when a big author, best-selling author, for example, Stephen King comes to town, mm-hmm. nobody takes that for granted. Right. And they show up. Right. So, so we're really fortunate to have such a supportive Wichita culture who get the challenges that we have and, and really accept them. So, folks, thank you, your mom, pop, but you got, what, 23, 25 employees running around <laughs> yeah, over there? That's true. That's not mom, pop. I'm sorry. That's payroll. No, I mean, yeah, right. It is. It's the payroll. And it, every two weeks. Excellent. It comes around. Tell us what scares Sarah Bagby. Well, well, first of all, just about everything. <laughs> On the other hand, I mean, I can worry about everything and it can become scary, but I think the thing that scares me the most is, um, well, the internet scares me somewhat. And and on uh, uh, the internet shopping scares me a little bit. Okay. Because it's a big competitor, although we have our own platform. I figured you did. Um, so in that respect, it's great. We can't, we can't um, pour the resources that other online, online, you know, salespeople and retailers can into their website. So, um, but we do have the support of the National American Booksellers Association to help us with that. It's a very strong organization that has been really critical to the success of my business. Um, there, ha- uh, what else scares me? That there's something that's concerning more than scaring okay. me. And that is that retail is really considered a very second class business model. When you think about leaders in the community and people who um, give and who are lauded and respected and, and um, you know, held up as mentors to mm-hmm. other business people, it's not usually a retail. And, uh, uh, and there's a lot of wow. local retail. Okay. Just think that. about that. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, that. The, and that's kind of the thing that it, that it's, um, it's one of the hardest things to do because you have to show up every day. And, you know, in my business, we, we have to respond to whatever's going around in the, in the zeitgeist of the culture or in politics or in trends or whatever. We have to follow all that. Wow, that's that's interesting. Well, this is a great time to take a break. As we say in radio, got to pay some bills, so let's take a break. Hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back shortly with the small business story of Sarah Bagby and Watermark Books. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. 
We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. We are back with Sarah Bagby, Watermark Books, an old, no, a dear, <laughs> long-term friend of mine. I don't know. I, I'm trying to say we're not old, but... We've known each other we've a while. We've known each other a while, okay? Since 1998, and I admired her then, and I'm a fan now. So, um, back on, uh, you said something before the break. I asked you what scared you. You got any more to add to that? Yes, I do. I I love all the local, the swelling of local support for so many businesses. And there's some, the major retailers that are are really front and center in promoting local community. And I appreciate them so much. What I, I don't want to say I fear it because that would make, seem like I don't trust people, but I don't want that emotional attachment from our community for their local businesses and people they know that they're spending their money with, I don't want that to go away. Oh, uh, yeah. And and that would, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, you know? that's true. Speaking of, I mean, when these big retailers came through, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, wow. I mean, Borders, Barnes & Noble, everybody wanted to have some type of experience. When they came through, what did you do? Well, one thing we did, we were located in downtown Wichita, and we knew that, that we were about the last holdout in retail at that time when they started coming in. So we opened two little stores on the east side in Piccadilly Square, when at that time it was a really happening shop. Yes, And yes. it still is. Yeah, but, it is. But it was a different makeup and a different culture. And we had a kid's store and kind of what we called the adult store. We kind of, some people would snicker when we said that. <laughs> but um, we, we, we did that. So we had two smaller stores with uh, more traffic. So we changed our locations. And then that proved difficult just because you're successful with one store doesn't mean, and, and it seems like two would be efficient. It's really not. It, it, it wasn't for me. I, I, I had a lot of challenges. And so we moved into a neighborhood, into the College Hill area, mm-hmm. into the local locally owned Lincoln Heights Center mm-hmm. and uh, Lincoln Heights Village. And we had everything under one roof. We also added the cafe. Right. Those things were in our survival. And one of the things that was fun when we added the cafe is that we saw more community. Now that you figure that out and how to combat the big boys and sent some of them off running. So uh, who's your ideal customer now? (laughs) Who is my ideal customer? That's such a good question. I mean, they're all an ideal customer. Anybody who comes into the store, one of the things we, one one of our tenants of retail is that everyone comes in with a problem to solve. And how can we do that? How can we help them solve it? Are they looking for something to read? Do they need a bulk order of 500 copies of something? Do they just want, you know, are they one of our customers who comes in every week and buys all the new things? I mean, I can't say that I have one profile because they all contribute to the whole. And I, I, it might seem like I'm skirting that question. No, not at all. But, but I really think in retail, you do have to look at people. When they come in, they're there. What, what brought them there? What? And maybe they just wanted to kill some time. But okay. there's, 
there's an amount of engagement you can usually have with someone to find out something about them. And and I really do believe that no that there is no person who read a book that didn't benefit. So so I'm passionate about it. Excellent. You've always been <laughs> passionate about your store. So, uh, and this is, a, I guess, a personal question for me. Okay, Borders came in. Barnes & Noble came in. I think, if I, if I remember right, Amazon was built on books, basically, yeah, before they went to doing everything. I yeah. mean, how do you compete against that? I mean, somebody's always coming, and you were talking about your internet experience and I mean, how do you compete? I mean, you're still here, so you're doing it right. Right. How, what's the secret sauce? How are you winning? Well, there was a while where it was really, really scary. I mean, you've been through, I know, at least was, a couple of recessions since we've met. I know, 2008. You've been yeah, through a pandemic. Was, how do right. you keep trugging along? Well, I tell you, we for a while, we just did everything we possibly could to engage with people. It was okay. book clubs. It was meetings. It was events. It was going out and speaking to anybody who asked, it was never saying no. That worked for a while, but we started getting very tired. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, we get this pandemic. Right. I think like a lot of businesses, we had the opportunity to look at what we were doing that made sense for us and our customers and what we were just doing because we did not say no to anything. Did virtual come into play? During the pandemic for you guys, or that's not? Yes. Okay. We pivoted all our events to virtual. Okay. And um, at the beginning, um, it was very exciting for us because we were still communicating. I mean, we hosted John Grisham. We're ho- we hosted okay. um, some other big national authors, and we got to pair them in conversation with people from all over the world. So that was fun. We did pivot to virtual. That We don't know what the fall looks like because— you know, not only did Watermark Bookstore in Wichita, Kansas, learn how to do things differently, but publishers who are our partners learned how to do things differently. And we may not see the level of author tours and author visits that we saw. So we have to figure out how to engage in another way. So the key thing to make, that allows you to win is engagement, yes. customer engagement. I mean, yes. yes. Touch, taste, feel, customer engagement. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. okay. But how, we, but how we competed against Amazon, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think about those years, and I just tried to, <laughs> try to block them out of my mind because they were tough. And Amazon has become, I got it on Amazon. I got it on Amazon. And at this point, we, we consider Amazon to be something that is never going away. So right, right. our pitch is don't buy everything on Amazon. You know, think about your local stores right. that you can support. You know, if you buy your books on Amazon, buy two of them out of five from us. Buy three out of five. Gotcha. Something like that because we know. Well, I can tell you why you shouldn't shop on Amazon, but most people are not going to stop shopping on Amazon. Of course. Of course. So I want to circle back because you brought up a good point. What can the chamber do? To mm-hmm. help local folks like you. I mean, you're a chamber proponent. You you were in mm-hmm, cha- mm-hmm. you were in leadership Wichita back in '98. Mm-hmm. So, and you're still a member. So, right. what can the chamber do better? I think the chamber does a good job. I mean, they do the small business awards. Mm-hmm. The chamber does so much, and I appreciate. It. I mean, this program right. is amazing. The fact that you do this, but it doesn't happen overnight. 
there are a lot more people in here than you and I. Mm-hmm. And and I think the chamber newsletter is so great. And I know what it takes to put out a newsletter every week. And I guess I think the chamber can only be as good as its members. Nice. So this might be this might also seem like I'm skirting the issue, but I really think if you if I came to the chamber with an idea that I thought was going to be um you know, that get me through the fourth quarter, I know that I would be listened to. And I appreciate that about the chamber. I mean, they have wow, okay. advocacy issues that they're working on for for all businesses. There are, you know, events that you do and you have myriad members to to serve. And I think, honestly, I think the local Wichita chamber really appreciates the community. So... And and we've benefited. I've benefited from Leadership Wichita. Mm-hmm. I've been a partner on some of the uh, the um, annual meetings with authors, where mm-hmm. we partnered to to provide, um, you know, the books for the the speakers. We've we've partnered with them. Uh, we brought Daniel Pink to town, and I made one call to Angie Elliott, and we she knew the value of that, and we had a wonderful partnership on an event like that. And, and so. So you're basically so saying, keep, keep it up. I'm keep saying keep it doing. up. And, and for mem- and for people to realize that when they're looking at their budget, okay, they have this dues amount, but, but you can't really, that's not the quant that, that doesn't quantify what you're going exactly. to get. Correct. I would concur with that. Uh, what local businesses or entrepreneurs do you take inspiration from? You know, there are so many, uh, and and I don't want to leave anybody out, but I also want to say that there are a lot of leaders of nonprofit organizations that I really admire, and we work with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We work with the Assistance League of Wichita. We work with the Opportunity Project, which is a, those are both kind of educational mm-hmm. and work with schools. We work with USC 259 on— um, a program to put authors in schools. And so I admire those people who really have to be resourceful and may not get. So the, is that a business? No, but I just admire all of the, um, because, you know, my business is such low margin. I can't, I can't even tell you, but all the people who have to, to rely on, the goodness of others and the, the generosity of their community to see something that is going to benefit them that's bigger than them. I am so inspired by these people wow. who just who just you know your wife is one of them. She's mm-hmm. the the director of the African American Museum, and she has a job job that is hard but worth it. Yeah, I mean she's not getting a fight. She's she's it's a labor of love. Yep. Okay. I would concur with that. Oh, I, I spoke. I said that out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But, but, the, but, you know, those lo- local champions of our culture and our history and our, li- you know, quality of life. Yeah. They're my heroes. Yeah. 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 Nonprofit organizations. That's labor of love. I would concur with that. What's next for Sarah Bagby? Oh, my gosh. She just asked that question. I'm not sure. Right now. <laughs> Actually, right now, I am working on reopening the dining room of our cafe. Okay. And it will look different. Really? Than what Anything it looked like before. Anything you want to share, or is well, this G14 I, classified? 
It's kind of classified. <laughs> I mean, you know, mostly cool. because I haven't formulated it okay, completely. Cool. I have some parameters that are in mind that are that are exciting, I think, and that will benefit the business and kind of have to do with that whole retooling of everything during COVID. Um, so that in the short term, that's what is in the future. Okay. And then just to make sure Watermark Books and Cafe can sustain the next 20 years, the next 30 years. It, it, at a time when my hair is gray, um, <laughs> that outlasts me and, right. and you know, the moment we're in. Well, we'll get, well, I'll ask now. You got an award recently, didn't you? Did you not like a year or two ago? The Dream? Yeah. The, yes, I did. Tell from, us about that. From, that was so exciting. I mean, I just got a call out of nowhere that I was being honored from friends. Uh, excuse me. Kansas Newman does a... Uh, program where they just honor people in the community who have made a difference, different makers. Yes. And um, there's a panel of people. You don't know who chose you. You don't, you don't put in an application or anything. You just are selected. And that was, that was really moving to me because, you know, as you go through your day every day, you're just going through your day every day. And you may know that you, if, if, you know, you touch many people in the community, but the fact that somebody just noticed and gives you this award, right, and right. the fact that I was one of them, <laughs> I mean, if you would have told me that I was going to do that as a kid, I would have said, you're, you're absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> nice. Well, that, excellent. I, I saw that. I said, wow, that's, that's cool. It no, was pretty. No better and I person. Also, we also got a small business award from the Chamber of Commerce. And yeah. that was that was uh, for the whole business. And that was so good for my store. I mean, yes. I was just glad to share it with all my staff and all of our customers. We're so happy we got it. And, and that was a big community celebration, honestly. It was more than just being about Watermark Books and Cafe getting this award. It was... It was really just very, such a wonderful thing. Very cool. Very cool. You've been around a little bit. Yes. I won't say a long time, but just no. a little bit. What's the best advice you've given uh, or that you've received or implemented? Um, pick, pick one or pick, pick all one. three. <laughs> well, I think the best advice I would give someone, mm-hmm. especially when they're in competition you know, if competition comes at them and they're not sure, do I go? Do I, right. you know, you're looking at the balance sheet and you're, and you're looking at the P&L and you think, can I do this another month? Can I do this another year? Can I do this? Whatever. Don't go too far out of what your original intention was. I mean, we added the cafe, which which basically was two more, another business. So we mm-hmm. were running two businesses. At the same time, we would constantly ask ourselves, what is our core business? And that was to sell books and ideas and create a, a, a nice environment to do that in. You know, like I said, at, right before COVID, we were saying yes to everything. And it just got mm-hmm. so far, just became this big, huge, unmanageable. I mean, we were, we were doing it, but maybe not doing some things as well as we could have. And just to make sure you keep that focus. And if you can't keep that focus of what your core businesses, that's when you really need to make big decisions. So when you 
when you felt you had to, before COVID, you had to do everything. Mm-hmm. Did you do it because you felt if you didn't, somebody else would? Or if you didn't, you wouldn't be super serving a customer? Or was it both? I think it was both. And I think some of it was putting a value on our time that we had not applied a value to our time. And that we could, that we definitely could, and we definitely should. Right. I mean, we did, you know, sort of in a woo-woo way. Right. But we didn't, like, say, you know, I come to work every day, and I'm— and I'm working really, really hard. I don't want to give it away. I, I mean, if go. somebody is valuing it, yeah. then put a value on it for yourself. Exactly. I, I, Otherwise, you're just not, you're not doing any, but you know, you, you're not in business. You're not an entrepreneurial. Exactly. Exactly. They say you don't put any value on it yourself. How you expect anybody else to value exactly. it? So. Exactly. So, so I would say those things. Okay. Yeah. Now, you have a biography going on. So okay. what would the title of the book be and who would play you? Oh. Your biography. <laughs> My biography. It would what? not be Meg Ryan, okay? <laughs> I am no Meg Ryan. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with Meg? What did Meg do? <laughs> okay, the title um, of your biography would the be. The title of my biography. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what. Maybe a friend of mine would say or or something. Um, she just might surprise you. Maybe she, that. Okay. She just might surprise you. <laughs> or herself. You. Okay. Um, and who would play you? Oh my in the gosh. Movie? That is such a great question. Since Meg isn't getting any love up in here. I know. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> Meg. I love Meg Ryan, just not in that one movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh Okay, she's kind of out there right now. Jean Smart, do you know who she is? She was in um, Mayor of Easttown. It's a kind of a mystery. Okay. She's an older actress, actor. Okay. And she also played, um, and she plays this kind of horrible mother, grandmother. And then she was just in another, and now I'm not, I'm drawing a blank, but okay. but she she's kind of like um. Maggie Smith or one of those British authors who okay. play mature women. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. I mean, I'd like to say somebody young and plucky, but Pl- that's not going to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> plucky. I haven't heard that. I don't know if I've heard that before. Yeah, I know. It nice. Just, it's It means. Time for word association. Last thing of the day. Okay. Uh, give you one word, you give me a word back. Not wrong, because it's your word. Leader. Wow, Barack Obama. Okay. Wichita. Good friends and generous people. Failure. Uh, Giving up. Success. Doing the best work that you can on a given day and trying to help your coworkers. Chamber. Great. Communicative. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, uh, I would say they're creative. Okay. Family. Oh, I love my family. Fun. Friends. Beverage. Uh, water. 
<laughs> Excellent. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. It's so good to see you again. I'll just read about you. So, man, you're doing big things still, like you were in 98. Well, you ran off big box stores. You're just doing big things. And for people not to realize, you're not a mom pa. You might say you're mom pa, but having 23 people on payroll is not mom pa. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the one, that's a lot of responsibility. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. You bet. And uh, for telling the Watermark book story uh, exclusively here on the WCBA. Friends, we drop a new episode every Wednesday morning. So don't forget to like us, love us, share us. So until next time, peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.